All right, it's Chandra again with the Contemporary Horsemanship Podcast, and today I want to talk about how to get your horse to sensitize to clippers and clipping, um, the process itself. So I'm not going to talk about exactly like how to clip your horse. It's pretty straightforward. I, I know there's little tips and tricks, like if you're doing a lot of um, very specific, like nice grooming for show horses and stuff like that, like the extent of my clipping is I body clip in the winter. Like I body clipped a couple of different horses that I was working a lot during the winter and then I body clip my mini horse who's kind of older and he doesn't shed out super well he gets body clipped um, in the fall and he gets body clipped in the spring because he doesn't shed out well but as far as like showing and like you know clipping the, the I don't clip the nose anymore and I don't clip the ears anymore I just clip the body hair um, and you can do different types of clips and all that stuff I'm not gonna really go over that I want to just specifically talk about how to get your horse used to the clippers so they have a good experience and then you can begin clipping with whatever however you'd like whatever you want to whatever design you want to make however fancy you want to get with it but do be aware that um, if you want to clip like the muzzle the ears um, maybe even the legs depending on the horse um, those are going to be pretty sensitive areas I would definitely take your time and go really slowly and make sure the horse is comfortable being clipped in other areas before you do those um Usually the good place to starts like the neck, the shoulders, the back, and make sure that they're cool with that. Um, and you want to just definitely take your time. Um, and then again, it depends on the horse. Like the horses that I body clip, they don't have a problem with their legs. Like I, my mini horse, I pretty much our clipping process is I have Timothy grass pellets that I spread around in the grass and he eats them and I clip him and that's it. And he, I can put his line on the ground cause he doesn't mind being clipped. And at some points he actually really likes it. Like when you clip his back, he'll stop eating and he'll just like move his upper lip. So he enjoys it. Um, and then my off the track thoroughbred that I had, he loved his muzzle being clipped back in the the day when I did that for showing. Um, he actually really liked it. He would just like have his lip moving and he would like bring his face to the clippers and he seemed to really enjoy it. Um, I do know that clipping the whiskers is not something you should do anymore. I haven't done that in a very long time and I don't plan on doing that ever again um, because they the whiskers themselves are very important to the horses. They cannot see below like directly below their chins just like us but those whiskers kind of help them feel around and interact and like not bump their faces and stuff so they are very important and I do think most uh, like showing organizations are getting away from clipping those two um, but you know, that's going to be up to you and stuff like that. I recommend not doing it. I have done it in the past, but I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, and as far as like ears and stuff, you got to be really, really careful. Probably most sensitive is going to be the ears that I've found so far. Um, I mean, muzzle can be too. Every horse is different. Legs can be, I mean, it really depends under the belly. It, de it really depends on each individual horse. But yeah, ears are going to be really sensitive too. And I do know like when a lot of times when you're clipping the inside of the ear, they'll like turn it inside out. So that's got to be uncomfortable. So I just kind of balance it, like weigh it out. Is it really that important that I need to clip the inside of my horse's ear? For me, no. So, and I think we're kind of getting away from as like as much intensive clipping as we used to. But anyways, after that whole big thing, I'm going to just kind of talk about the basics of clipping and getting your horse used to it. Because even though I've had two good experiences um, with body clipping, I know a lot of horses 
don't like it, aren't fans of it. Um, really like the mini that I clip now, like he's very good and he's the only one that I have to clip. I'm sure if I tried to clip the Mustangs, they would not love it. And this is the procedure that I would use for that, but they don't really necessarily need that because they shed it, shed out really well, but I might have to do that in the future. Um, and then I also had another pony a few years ago who absolutely hated the clippers. So that was another thing that I had to work through and work on with him. Anyways, you want to break this lesson down into a couple different pieces because there's different like sensations and things at play that might worry your horse. And then they kind of, especially that's why clippers are so like scary for horses is they combine a bunch of different scary things. So just like a banner on the fence, like it moves, it makes noise and it's scary just by itself, even if it wasn't moving. So you kind of add those three things together and it's very scary. Um, and for the clippers, you have the side of the clippers themselves, which could poss possibly be scary to a horse, just the clippers, like just the clippers themselves, like no cord, just that. Um, the cord itself could be scary, especially for, a, a, I feel like more horses would be scared of the cord than the actual like handheld clippers because the cord moves. It can't, you know, if the horse has afraid of a fear of ropes, that can be scary. It's dragging around. It could seem like it's following them. So that could be scary. The sound obviously is going to be scary. Um, and then again, that depends on what clipper clippers you have, um, and what speed they're at and how they sound. Um, I'm not really sure what the make of mine are. Oh, I'm not really sure. They're, they're decent clippers, but they, they're, they're not super loud. Um, I know there's other ones that are going to be more loud. Um, or like if you're using a smaller handheld one. Um, and then just another quick note about clippers. Like if you're going to do like uh, body clipping and you want to get like a, a powerful one for that you're probably not going to be able to do a lot of body clipping with a lower level clipper one that's kind of meant for like the muzzle and the ears and like the legs um, but then if you do try it like it's kind of kind of pull up the hair and be really uncomfortable for the horse so just keep that in mind as well if you really want a body clip go ahead and invest in like a pretty powerful body clipper so that it just kind of cuts through real quick. You've just spend less time doing it and then there's less chance like you're going to nick your horse or make him uncomfortable, especially if they're very sensitive. So um, the other thing that I want to talk about for the clippers is the vibration. And I feel like that's probably besides the sound, one of the scariest parts of it for the horse. Once you actually get it on them and it's vibrating, it can be really scary for some horses. So you have all those four things that the horse needs to get used to. And you need to do all those things separately. The biggest problem that I see and what I've made in the past is you just bring the clippers out and you're like, all right, let's see what you think. And someone puts it up to the horse's face and turns it on running in their nose and scares the crap out of them. And so now your their first experience or their first experience with you and the clippers is not great. <laughs> so we really don't want that. We want to expose the horse to them through little different steps so they can build up their confidence and know that they're not going to be overfaced and then you can move on. So I know it sounds like there's a lot of little steps and we got to get through everything. That's horse training. If you take your time and all the little steps, the big thing's going to be easy. If you rush through it because you want to get to the to the end goal and you want to be done, it's not going to ever be good and you're going to have to practice this thing over and over and over and over again. And that's what I see the most often with myself and with my clients is like we wanted to do this other thing so we kind of skipped through the foundation behaviors and now we have issues because our foundation isn't solid. So that's, you know, and it's human nature to be like, oh, I want to just get to the goal. I'm we're, We can be very goal-oriented, goal but it's very important to get through the whole process. So... Um, first thing that you're going to need to do and have your horse used to is just general grooming. 
Make sure your horse is totally comfortable with first like you touching them with your hands all over the body or wherever you plan on clipping specifically. If you just want to clip one part of the body, then I will just work on that. But they need to be totally fine. They can stand still relaxed on a, in a halter and lead or at liberty while you touch them all over or wherever you need to. And they're cool with being groomed wherever you're planning on clipping. So that's going to be different kind of brushes, curry combs, whatever it might be. Just make sure they're cool with all those things. If you can't touch your horse, obviously you shouldn't be clipping them. And if the horse is like uncomfortable for grooming, which I feel like is going to be more common scenario here, you shouldn't be grooming or you shouldn't be clipping them because that's going to just add in all those factors that I just talked about. And I really don't think it's going to go well. So first task is to just make sure your horse is very comfortable with grooming and you touching them and used to all the, all the touching and the pressures and different brushes and all that stuff. Um, if that's something you need to work on, let's let's go back and make sure that the horse is healthy so does he have ulcers is he got soreness in his body somewhere does his back hurt does his feet hurt um are there other body reasons why the horse would be reacting that way because that's usually what's happening um or they're afraid and they you know if you're brushing them or you're grooming them in a sensitive area then you'll see those behaviors where they want to bite or kick or move away so let's get all that sorted first um, I would just make sure that the vet can look them over. They've been to a chiropractor and then maybe even some massage or some other physical therapy, therapy kind of things like that. Um, if it's not quite that bad, I'd play around with some different brushes, kind of see what they like. I know some horses are just very sensitive um, and just kind of find just you, you got to find a starting place. So where, where your horse is pretty comfortable with everything that you use as far as grooming on their body, because you're, it's going to be more intense when you go to clip them. So that's the first step. Um, as far as the clipping um, training scenario, now that your horse is cool with being touched, that's going to be very, very important. I'm going to say it many times, but if you're they're not cool with being touched, they're not going to be cool with being clipped. So first, we're just going to use the clippers. I'm just going to use my clippers as an example. My clippers have a cord. Like, they always have a cord. It's pretty long. I feel like the majority of them, especially if you're body clipping, do have a cord. Um, and then the littler ones are going to be a little bit easier to use. So like if you have both kinds, I would just start out with the one that doesn't have the cord attached. If you do have one that has a cord attached, that's fine too. I would just like loop it over, like have it over like you would with a lead rope and then just make it all one thing so that you can hold the cord folded up and you can hold the clippers in your hand. And it's kind of just one object. And I would start from there or I would start with your littler, smaller clippers if you have multiple pairs. Um, also, what is a good little tool if you want to use before this is like um, like a toothbrush, like a, an electric toothbrush or like um, maybe like a back massager or something like that. They might have it like Walmart at Christmas time where it kind of vibrates and it's like in a handheld one. Um, like a stocking stuffer kind of grift, uh, those also would work if you want to do like an intermediate step and use the toothbrush or anything that vibrates like that or like the little back massager. You can go ahead and do all these steps with that first. So for example, if you're going to use a toothbrush, I would just hold the toothbrush, have the horse see it, target it, touch it, and then you go ahead and touch him with it and then you turn it on. So I would do that whole intermediate step with those objects first and then go ahead and do this with the clippers afterwards. So now would be the time to do your intermediate objects. So with the example with the toothbrush, I would just present it to them off 
Um, allow your horse to touch it on his own first. That's very important. You don't want to just shove it in his face and put it on him and he doesn't really have a choice. But you want him to go to it and touch it. When he does touch it, I would click and feed him. If you want to use positive reinforcement or I would take the toothbrush away like and just create a bit more distance so he's he's getting a little bit of a release of that pressure if he's worried about the toothbrush. And then I would bring it back see if he'll touch it again. And then if he does, you can click and feed or you can take it away. Do that a few times. And then once he's comfortable and he's interested in it and he's not showing you that he's worried, then you can go ahead and start touching him with it on the neck or the shoulder, wherever you think he'd be most comfortable. Um, after you touch him with it, I would click and feed or just touch him a little bit, take it off if you want to use negative reinforcement. And then I would do that process all over the horse's body. Depending on your horse and their fear level and stuff like that, you might start by just having your horse touch it and target it in the, that might be your whole session. Um, or you might just end up touching them with it on the neck. You might end up doing half the horse, might end up doing the whole body. Take your time, read your horse's body language, and then you can build up the lesson. So if you're going to use some intermediate object, that was how I would do it. Um, and then I would... Go ahead and have the clippers out and we're going to do repeat that same thing but with the clippers um, out and then your cold cord folded up if you have one and let the horse touch it on their own and they have to be interested in it. So you don't want to come up to them directly and shove it in their face. You want to let them come to it and kind of see what it is. Um, if they're not super interested, you might even lay them on the ground and kind of put some feet around it so they can kind of eat off the ground near there. And just kind of associate the clippers in the sight of them with something positive. I do like to use a lot of food. So I would, that's where my starting place would be. Um, so same process. The horse touches the clippers with the cold cord folded up. And after they touched it a few times, then you can start like on the neck or the shoulder and just kind of touch the horse with them a little bit. And I like to put them on the horse and not not in a like a clipping way it would just be like they're kind of touching like the side would touch it and maybe the cord would kind of touch them a little bit um I like to start from there because I feel like that's going to be a little bit scarier in the beginning and then I can go to just having the like flat side of the clipper against them but then I I mean I'm not going to do any clipping right now anyways so it doesn't really matter but then I can have it's just a little bit more desensitizing than I need so I like to begin like on the neck, I touch him with it, I click, I take him off, I feed. And then I repeat on the neck a couple times, then I'll move down the neck to the shoulder, and then I like to do down the back, top line, hindquarters, and then the legs, and then, then the head and face and the chest, if that's kind of, or under the belly. Depending on where you want to clip, that's kind of my little process. And then that might take you a couple of sessions. I wouldn't go into this and... And this session, this whole thing I'm going to talk about is going to take you one session. It's probably not. Um, it just depends on your horse. Read where they're at. Kind of see how they feel about it. Um, if your horse is good with clipping, then you don't really need this. So, you know, then you can just go clip them. But I would definitely take your time and not have any... Like, I would have little tiny goals. Like, let's just have him touch it for today. Let's have... Let's let the clippers touch him on the left side of his body today and build up from there. So... Then the next part, if you do have a cord on your clippers, is to, you can either plug it in and don't turn the clippers on, or if you think they might turn on, like you might accidentally turn them on, um, or you don't want to, you don't have a plug nearby, that's fine too. I would just lay the cord out like it is plugged into something, just so the horse can get an idea of what it's going to look like when they're actually, when you're actually using them. So the cord is probably going to be the scarier part for the horse in the beginning, since 
the clippers themselves are not really that scary when they're off, but get you want to get the horse used to the cord first. So again, you want to lay it out. You might have to start even just laying it out a little bit. So depending on how afraid your horse is of like ropes and cords and things on the ground, it's just going to depend. So you might have to keep the cord like folded over and then maybe you just do one, one unfold it once and then you let your horse touch it, give him a treat or you let him see it and you take it away, whatever you want to do. Um, and then unfold it once more. So it's unfolded twice now and build up from there. You might have to do that. It just depends on the horse. Um, especially if your horse has got a fear of uh, ropes, um, has any bad experience with ropes or things on the ground, stuff like that. I would make sure you do it just really systematically, really slowly. You don't want to just lay out the, all the cord and the horse is terrified because it looks like a big rope or a big snake or something. So that is something to keep in mind. Um, same kind of process, like I would have the horse approach the clippers first and then maybe walk around uh, the cord, maybe touch the cord from there. Um, and then once the horse is fine approaching it, then I would start moving the clippers so that the cord moves because you want the horse to get used to it not moving first and just seeing it and how it looks. And then you want to start moving it because that's really when the fear part's going to come in. Um, I would start on just the one side and again, as far away from the horse as you can. Like if you are facing your horse and he's facing you and you're on his left side, I would have the clippers like off to my right side as far as I can. And then I'd work closer and closer to his body going to my left with the clippers. So again, same process, clippers laid out or clippers in my hand, cord laid out, and then I'll let the horse touch the clippers again. I'll click and feed or I'll take them away. And then same process like we just did, let them touch on the neck or shoulder and then kind of work your way down. Take baby steps, go nice and slow. You're going to do that same thing on the other side. Um, and then depending on the extent of your clipping, you might have to do that with just the clippers directly in front of your horse or directly behind. Um, be careful with the directly behind, but you do want the horse to be used to like the cord kind of being around, um, stuff like that. You might have to break it down even further, like if you have the cord like underneath or behind your horse, stuff like that, and just use like a lead rope that's not t attached to anything and just kind of get him used to that. Like if you um, want to just have some lead, like a, a pretty flat lead rope, not flat, but like um, one that's not going to like loop up and get tangled in, the, that the horse can get tangled in. Like I have a lead rope that is very old and very stiff. That's the word I'm looking for, a stiff lead rope so that they don't get tangled in it. And I just kind of lay that out on the ground and then maybe they can eat their dinner near it, um, um, just graze near it, kind of throw it around in their stall. Maybe not stall, maybe they need more space than that. But, or if you have like something really short, just something to the, where they get used to it and they can kind of um, desensitize just by themselves and kind of see it. Or maybe in your work area, you can have it like in the round pen, they can kind of walk over it. Just as it's safe, it's not going to tangle, make sure that's that it's one of those ropes. That's very important. Um, you might have to do some extra like training and have the horse be calm with a rope dragging next to them or dragging around them. That might be a separate lesson that you have to do too, depending on your horse's fear level. So those are all things that could potentially happen. If your horse is very worried about the cord, go back and do some different training with just ropes. Just go back and they should generalize decently from like a rope on the ground to a cord on the ground because they're pretty similar. But just go back, do some separate lessons and then come back and work on the clipping. And in the beginning, I would recommend desensitizing to the clippers in like a safe place. So a small pen, maybe a stall. 
um, round pen arena, something like that. Not necessarily in like a wash rack or the barn aisle, unless it's dirt and the horse feels comfortable there. Because most of the time you do too much at once. I'm like, I want to see the show the horse the clippers. So I'm going to take him to where I would clip him. So I take him to the wash rack because it's concrete and I can sweep it up or whatever it is. Um, and the horse is afraid of the concrete. He can't see his friends. The clippers are here and you're just trigger stacking from that point. So again, like I said in the beginning, we want to break this lesson down as much as possible. So if we can get him used to just the clippers not on at all, um, in a place where they feel a little bit safer, they have a little bit more room to move around than they would in the aisle of the barn or the wash rack, then they'll be more confident. And once they're confident in that location, we can move it to a little bit more com- combined location and then to the place where you'll actually do the clipping. So just keep that in mind as well. So I like to do my training in the round pen and then I will move them. I have like um, a little fenced in yard. It's kind of like in my backyard, but it's also around the barn. So like if for some reason... The horse was to get loose, like it's fenced in, it's not a big deal, like my Mustangs are loose back there, sometimes I'll turn them out and it kind of attaches my like yard around the barn to another pasture. So like they could walk around out there and they're not going to leave town because it's fenced in. So I go from the round pen to the yard, which is still fenced in, but there's a bigger space and that's where my, like I have a little concrete pad with a like a lean roof over it. So it's all open, but there's concrete and then a roof over it. And that's attached to my barn, but my barn has no stalls. It's just like a tack room. So they kind of, that's where I tack up. That's where I, um, groom and stuff like that. So that's where I would be doing my clipping, but I would start in the round pen, move to like the yard, like just on the grass still. So I'm kind of in between the round pen and we'll just say for the sake of it, the, the wash rack, and then I will move them into the wash rack because I don't want to do the wash rack first because there's concrete, it's under the roof, the barn's on one side, like it's a little bit more closed in. So I'm taking little steps and making sure that my horse is cool with that. So um, all the lessons that I'm going to talk about here, I would do in your safe place first. So let's just say round pen. Then I would do them all again in the next place. So I would at least have three different places, a nice open place, a place that's still open, but a little bit closed in. And then your actual place where you're going to clip, unless you're going to clip out in the open, then you don't really need to do that step. But most people probably aren't because you do need to hook into the electricity. So with, we got that too out of the way too, because I kind of forgot about that a little bit, but the environment is very, very important and you don't want to trigger stack. And then the horse gets really worried. Um, we don't want that. So Now we've desensitized to the clippers off with the cord folded up and we've desensitized them off with the cord laid out. Horse has to be good at that step first. Um, Both of those steps, all of those steps first. And then we're going to start plugging them in if you haven't already, but we're going to actually touch, turn them on. So my clippers have a low and a high setting. I think that's how most of them are. Maybe some just have one setting. Maybe some have more. I'm not sure but turn it on the lowest setting that you possibly can in the beginning. You don't want to turn it on high and make sure it doesn't get turned on high on accident. You want to try to keep it as calm and everything as possible. So that's where that desensitizing to the toothbrush or desensitizing to like the back massager is a good in- intermediate step so that the horse is used to something making some noise, but it's not as intense as the clippers. So, um, but yeah, you're going to repeat all the steps with them turned on. So you're going to turn them on low, have the horse approach them. You might want to reward them for just approaching them, then touching them. 
um, than you touching the horse with the clippers on low. And you're not going to do any clipping. You're just going to lay them on the horse's neck or their shoulder. Um, I would click and then take them off and then feed. Or if you want to use negative reinforcement, lay them for a second, take them off, retreat, let the horse stand, and then reapproach. And then you're going to work your way down the horse's body just like you have before. Um, you're going to do that on low and then it might take a couple of sessions. It just depends on your horse. Then you'll do that same thing with the clippers on high. So same process on high. Um, then what, what I like to do is pair it with food because I'll be conditioning the sound of the clippers to food. Um, usually that works the best. Um, what I like to do is I'll turn the clippers on low. I'll have them away from the horse. I'll turn them off and then give them a treat. And then I'll repeat. I'll turn them on low, give the, turn them off, give the horse a treat. So basically, I'm conditioning it just like I did the click. So I make click sound, I give them a treat. Make click sound, give them a treat. And I just do that with the sound of the clippers. Um, now, it usually works pretty good. Um, and they just think that's, a hey, good things happen when I hear that sound. You're just conditioning it to mean something else. Because all horses are going to be a little worried about a new sound that they don't know. And the clippers can be a, a scary sound and you just have to pair it with something positive. So that's what I'm doing here is now I can condition them to when they hear that clipping sound, they get food and they very quickly learn that it's not scary at all. It means great things are going to happen. I'm going to get some food. Um, if you're going to do that process, then I would make sure your horse is not at all worried about the sound from afar. They know that they're going to get food and then allow the horse to touch them while they're on, then turn them off, give them food. And then you're going to touch the horse while they're on, um, click, turn them off, give them food so that they associate every time that's on, like I'm going to get a treat. So that's kind of the process that I would do there. Um, then you are going to actually do some clipping. So make sure that you have a sharp blade on there, like a new one that's not super dull. Um, it's been oiled and like brushed off and throughout the clipping process, you are going to have to like brush the hair off. Um, oil the blade, stuff like that. That's how, what I have to do with mine. I know other ones are different. If you have like a real fancy one, you might not have to do that. But you want to do that because you don't want the hair getting stuck and you're pulling the hair or you're nicking them. You don't want to do any of that stuff. You want to make it as easy and painless as possible. Obviously, it's a training experience. I wouldn't clip the horse like if you need to go to a show. I would, you know, like this is something you're going to practice in the off season. Um, before you have to do that because if you've never clipped before like it might not look great and if your horse is still kind of worried like he might move around and we want to go back and take our time and create a good foundation so that in the future um, he's going to be solid with this behavior so I would start on the neck or on the shoulder somewhere he feels confident and just do a little bit so it's just like everything else I've done like when I pick the feet I do one stroke with the hoof pick I click and I feed so you'll do one little stroke of the clippers on the shoulder, you'll click, you'll turn them off, you'll feed. And then you'll bring them back on and you'll do a little bit more, take it off, feed. Then you'll go a little bit longer. So you'll do like maybe clip for two seconds or two strokes and then you'll turn them off and you, or you'll click and then you'll turn them off and feed. The horse might not hear the click depending on how loud you are. So if you just want to have someone helping you and feeding the horse as well, you can do that. Um, and as, as they it might that might work as well like if you want to just not do the click as and do like if you're gonna once you are 
Once you are actually trying to clip and you touch the horse and you clip a little bit, someone's feeding the horse treats, you turn them off and take off the, the clippers and then the food goes away. So that can help too. You could do that. Uh, I do that like with my Mustangs when I was training them to um, stand to have their feet done. They, they eat out of a bucket. While their foot's up, they get to eat out of the bucket. And once the foot is out, like if they take it out or pull it away from the farrier or they set it down, the bucket goes away. So they just pair that behavior with getting a lot of food. And that can be really good in the beginning as well, um, especially if they can't hear your click or something. But um, even if they can't, if you want to just clip a little bit, turn it off, and then give them the food, that should work um, pretty well as well. Um, if you want to only do negative reinforcement, you're going to do a little bit, take it away. Give your horse a mental break. And then you're going to come back, clip a little bit, take it away. Um, it's probably going to take a little bit longer. Um, and you might have to have something that's, um, like, it's going to be harder to have that horse be motivated to stay there. So you're going to have to have, like, almost like a punishment. Like, if your horse is moving around, like, maybe you have them lunge and then come back and stand still. Like, there's got to be some motivation there. And depending on the horse, there might not be a lot of motivation there, especially if you don't want to feed them food. I find food is the easiest thing to do. Um, horses are very motivated by it. It's really easy to give. And I can pair something with it really easily, and it works. Um, if you're really set on using only negative reinforcement, your horse might stand there while you clip them, but if they're still afraid or they don't have that motivation, they want to move, you might have to do some lunging and then they get a little tired and then they want to stand still. They have that motivation now and then you can clip them. That's not the method that I would recommend, but it is one that you could do with negative reinforcement. It is going to be a lot, a lot more time consuming. Um, and then the horse is probably going to be more stressed because they are going to have to move and be sweatier and more active and so are you. So that's just something to think about when you're doing this kind of training. But there's got to be a motivation. And with positive reinforcement, the motivation is the food. Um, negative reinforcement, you have to have another, another motivation. So um, usually it's got to be, do I want to move my feet or do I want to stand still? Um, some horses might be okay with just, oh, I'll stand still and they're okay. And they've been desensitized completely to it, to where you can clip a little bit and take it away but they don't really have a motivator to stand still. Like if you don't lunge the horse and you don't feed the horse, what's their motivation to stand still? So that's just something to think about if you want to only use negative reinforcement. So that's kind of my process. Um, again, once you're clipping, build up the amount of strokes you take. Make sure to turn it off um, at different times because they will get hot. Make sure you get the hair out and you clean it out so it's nice and smooth and you're not cutting them or pulling the hair. Um, you're taking your time. That's going to be a big thing. You need to be gentle, slow, and take your time. Don't do this the day before the show. Don't do this the week before the show. Do this in the winter time or whenever you're not doing showing or whatever need, you need to do. Um, like my horses, like if my mini was terrified of the clippers and I knew he needed to be clipped every uh, spring because he's going to be hot, I would start doing it that like previous fall. Like I needed months to make sure that I can have this behavior solid when I need it. Luckily, I don't have to do that with him because he likes it, but take the time to do it right and slow. Don't do it when you're in a hurry. It's just going to be scary for your horse and frustrating for you. And that's just, that's a big vicious cycle and you don't want to be in that. So take your time <laughs> and be aware that your horse is not going to be cute for a little bit. <laughs> like if, if you're doing this nice and slow and easy, 
he's going to have a clipped neck and clipped shoulder and probably nothing else is going to be clipped because you're like, oh, he did awesome. I'll give him a jackpot, give him a hay, a bag of hay or whatever. And then you'll work on it a little bit later. So he's going to be kind of ugly for a little bit. <laughs> Not, my mini horse looks like that. Like usually we do two clipping sessions when it starts getting hot and we'll do like a underneath clip, like he'll get the underneath of his neck and his belly and he'll get his legs done. So he's not super cute at that time, but just be aware of that. So if there's something your horse needs to be adorable for, um, kind of plan accordingly because it's going to be patches while you build up to it slowly. I just don't want the horse to sit there because it takes time, especially on a full-sized horse. I do my mini horse in about an hour, but he's a mini horse. So a full-size horse could easily take three or four hours. Um, so I wouldn't do that all in one sitting. Um, just, you know, just be aware that it's going to take time um, and they're going to have little patches and that's totally fine. So um, if you are like, if you're not doing a lot of showing or you're not on a timetable, a good time to work on clipping is like when they're about to shed out. So then if you clipped them weird and or you need to practice or whatever the hair is going to come out during the spring anyways so that's a good time to do that um I wouldn't clip any horses that are just have summer coats because then you're just going to end up with skin so don't do that that is a another thing um unless they have to do like um I could do you could do the desensitizing in the summer for sure because you know if they have to have some kind of veterinary care where they need to be shaved a little bit that could happen um, so you can do the desensitizing, but I wouldn't cut like their summer coats. But yeah, the biggest part of this is being gentle, taking your time, not having a big timeline, going really, really slow, breaking it down in little pieces to make your horse successful and just not over facing them and scaring them. That's the biggest thing. And you got to remember that you're dealing with different scary stimuli. You're, you're dealing with sight, movement, and sound all put together with those clippers. So break it down go slow, and then it'll, you'll be successful. Um, and in the beginning, like if you take a few good months to really get this solid, it'll stick. So then next year or next six months when you need to clip again or whenever, the horse should be fine with it. And then you can do that every year. But if you lay that solid groundwork, it's going to be easy later on. If you rush it, you're going to have to do this every single time you need to clip because your horse has never been comfortable with the process. So that's really important. Um, that's really important with all horse training, but specifically with this, because I've definitely been frustrated in the past. If you start feeling like you're going to be frustrated, just end the session. Um, I did that before with my pony that I had that was scared of the clippers. It would be, he just, I didn't break it down enough for him. And then you get frustrated and you're like, well, just hold still while I do it. Don't do that. Don't try to hold the horse while you just hold him still and clip him. Um, you're just going to scare them. You're just going to make it worse. Definitely don't tie them to anything. Um, unless your horse is totally solid clipping. If your horse is totally solid clipping, then sure. But you probably don't need to listen to this episode if your horse is totally solid. Um, but yeah, don't tie them to anything. Don't force it. Don't hold on to them. Um, don't lay them down and force them to do it. Um, don't twitch them or anything like it's not that is not training that's like for an emergency twitching is for an emergency like I need you to hold still right now because like your hoof is hanging off or whatever like it's not gonna be a good it's not a training tool it's for for emergencies so um yeah and then same thing with like sedation clipping is one of those things that's not super necessary so unless there's like a medical emergency, which if your horse needs to be clipped for an emergency, they're probably already sedated. But like if your horse is 
like an older horse that has like a metabolic disease and it's really hot out. Like if you have like a, um, like a heat wave in your area and he needs to be clipped, then yeah, I'd get some sedation and I would body clip that horse. Most of the time though, like clipping is going to be for, I'm going to go to a show or I'm going to go, I want to ride all winter or whatever. Um, I wouldn't just sedate your horse every time. I would take the time to teach them and get this nice and solid. And then, and then you don't have to do that anymore. Um, because I've seen horses under full sedation, like they're standing up, like standing sedation, but they're sedated, like head on the ground, um, being clipped that we're still kicking. Like they're awake. They're, you know, they're still in there. So they're sedated, but you're still scaring them. They're still in there mentally. So it's not definitely not a training tool. It's just a tool to, to get by. But I mean, if it's a medical thing or like there's really hot weather and they need to have it done, absolutely. But I wouldn't just do it because, you know, because they're hard to deal with and you just don't want to deal with it. Like it's, it's definitely worth the time to work through it and desensitize them to all the pieces and then have a good foundation. Then you have that behavior and you can do it. And it also builds onto other ones. It just, it desensitizes them to so much other stuff. You'll, you know, they should be pretty cool with ropes and things on the ground, uh, vibrating sounds, um, stuff like that being touched everywhere. So those are all good things too. So, um, that's my training advice for today.